honestly didn't I know that I didn't want them but I, I knew that I needed them and so knowing that there is a need and there's a void and that there's a potential for pain and then I was just challenged by a couple of my mentors who just continued to say like like you need you need people around you and community is always worth it I mean I can remember one my one friend of mine just kept saying community is always worth it community is always worth it like fighting for it and figuring out it's always worth it and so it it's awkward I mean you talk about like moving out of like normal spaces where your friendships just magically happen yeah I mean as an adult friendships don't actually happen everyone. Welcome back to the Community and Purpose podcast. I'm Callie and I'm here with my husband, Austin. We're so excited that you're back with us today for another episode. Yeah, wherever you're at, we hope you're doing well today. We look forward to um, you guys subscribing and rating and reviewing this podcast. It helps us out a ton to be able to get the message that we're, we're putting out, out to more people. And so we'd be honored if you would do that um, today. And so we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yeah, today we're jumping into a topic that is challenging, I think, for a lot of adults. Um, We're talking about inviting people into community and what that looks like. I think as you get older, the more you transition out of natural spaces of community like college or high school and into a space where you are naturally a little bit more isolated, what it looks like to build new relationships and new community. So I know for me, we have been through a lot of transitions in our community in the past several years, Um, a lot of transitions in our friendships and what it looks like now on on the other side of that to make new friends. And I know for me, I'm a mom. I have three kids. I work outside the home. So there isn't just tons of time or tons of natural circles that I'm running in where I just naturally make new friends. And so for me especially, I'm introverted. So joining the chess club or a bowling league isn't a natural thing for me. I love that. I love for you to come to me and say, hey, babe, we're going to join a bowling league. Go try and meet some new people. I think we should do that. Or where's the chess club meeting? Is that still a thing right now? I don't know. Maybe we could start one. Are there 40-year-old people that are joining chess clubs? Hold on. I'm not 40 yet, so stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm almost 40. I'm just trying to, like, subliminally let myself get to 40 before I actually hit 40. That's fair. I but, think just preparing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. but I agree. Like, you don't have a natural in. Yeah. To, like, all of a sudden it's just like, oh, my gosh, I'm just surrounded by people and, like, we just, like, have everything in common and we just naturally are going to, like, start hanging out a ton. Like, yeah. it takes a ton more intentionality. Yeah. And I think when I compare you and I, even, I'm not, like, a naturally vulnerable person. So it's harder for me to make friends that are of substance because it's harder for me to, like, let my walls down, especially in a... Like after a season where we have had transition in community and friends leave our life. Yeah. And so I think it's hard to walk into a season where you feel the void of friendships and community, but knowing that it's going to take a lot of like extroverted tendencies and the need of being vulnerable to invite people in. Yeah. And I think there's, I think there's really two 
two different styles that we've seen in our friendships transitioning and our community changing. And one is people just like life changes and they move. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people just move away. People, you know, take another job or they're, you know, buy a different house or whatever. They want to move to a new neighborhood or, you know, they have aging parents and they move towards that, whatever. And so there's like this natural progression of people to just be moving and transitioning away. And so that changes the the circle of community that you have. And then there's also just like the, the explosion of friendship, like the, the conflict side of, of Mm -hmm. friendships changing. And like, we just have different values and we just have different things that we're prioritizing. And so friendships just, you know, change from there. And I think the big piece that's different is that when there's conflict, that comes with baggage. Yeah. Because then at that moment, now there is a a sense of jadedness. There's a sense of, I don't want to feel like this again. There's a sense of, what have I done wrong? Like, where is my barometer off? Like, Mm -hmm. how did I not see this coming? Like, I thought this was true, but now this is true. And so it really, like, it shakes you mentally in understanding what does it look like to be friends. And then also, like... Yeah, I'm 40 years old. I really need friends. Like, I'm a big boy. Like, we can, like, it's just you and me. Like, I can remember telling you in a couple of tough seasons, like, yeah, I don't really think I need friends. Like, Mm -hmm. we can just, like, live here with our kids and, you know, do our thing. Yeah, well, and and that felt a lot safer in those moments than putting your walls down and inviting other people into your life after, you know, hard times have come. Yeah, and giving opportunity, I mean, because when you open yourself up, you open yourself up to great community and mm-hmm. great love, but with that opening also comes the opportunity for great hurt and great yeah. pain. Yeah, and I think as I think about those past seasons, especially the the one we walked out of where friends left our community, um, we went through a period where we felt like it was just the two of us and just sort of healed and tried to figure out what that looked like, you know. But then also I remember you coming to me and saying that you just were ready for, you were ready for the next step. You were ready for more community. And so you took some intentional steps to invite community into your life. And so I would love if you could just talk about that and tell us what you did and why you did that. Yeah, I think for me, it was, it wasn't necessarily that I was ready. Like if I think back to that season, I don't know that I was ready for new relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I didn't I know that I didn't want them, but I I knew that I needed them. And so knowing that there is a need and there's a void and that there's a potential for pain. And then I was just challenged by a couple of my mentors who just continued to say like like you need you need people around you and community's always worth it. I mean, I can remember one of my one friend of mine just kept saying community's always worth it. Community's always worth it. Like fighting for it and figuring out it's always worth it. And so it, it's awkward. I mean, you talk about like moving out of like normal spaces where your friendships just magically happen. Yeah. I mean, as an adult, friendships don't naturally happen. And so like it, it adds like a little bit of an element of awkwardness. And so what I had to do is like, like literally ask people to be my friend. And like that mm-hmm. makes me want to barf. Like I hate <laughs> that. Like that's just, it's not, it doesn't feel natural and it feels weird, but um, I, I picked out uh, five guys that I wanted to invite into um, my inner circle. It was it was more so a piece of being a pastor 
there are just uh, some spaces that aren't safe. And so trying to create an inner circle where there would be an opportunity for accountability for me, a place for vulnerability, a place to bounce like wild and crazy ideas. Cause I can't tell everybody, I, I can't tell you all of my crazy ideas because you're I'm like glad. an executor yeah. and like, you're like all of a sudden trying to figure out how are we going to do <laughs> all of these crazy ideas that Austin wants to do. Yeah. It's and a so, stressful time. <laughs> and so like I needed a space for that. And so I, this might sound strange, but I legitimately wrote up a text message and sent it to five guys. And the gist of it was just all of what I just said. Like, and how was that received? Like what happened after you sent that message? Well, I sent the message and it was like, like before they, before I tell you how they responded, like there's this void of like vulnerability freak out. <laughs> waiting for their response because it's like oh my gosh yeah. i just sent this super crazy message yeah. that honestly like i said like like i'm coming out of a season where i'm feeling pretty lonely feeling pretty isolated want to get some people like back in my corner and wanted to create a space for people to um, speak into my life and hold me accountable to the things that and the man that i want to be the husband i want to be the dad i want to be and so I'm, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to enter into a relationship where we'd get together. Um, I set up a weekly. I wanted to get together weekly and um, just be able to chat through things and grow spiritually and whatever. And I sent that message to all of them at the same time, um, not on one message, but individual messages to each of them. And then the wait began. <laughs> and so it was a, it was a scary moment and a, and a, a difficult, um, it wasn't super long. One of them text back. And was like, absolutely, completely mm -hmm. in honored that you would ask. Yeah. And all of them said something to that nature. Um, when they responded back, all five guys uh, leaned in and said, "Yep, I would love to. I'd love to do that. I'm honored that you would ask. And uh, let me know what that looks like and how we can how we can make it happen." And so we just actually met last night. Um, mm -hmm. We've been we've been meeting together for coming up on two years now, which is insane to think about. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, and like thinking about. Like, I, I honestly don't believe, I don't believe that me as a pastor and me as a nonprofit leader would have survived those things without those guys. Like, mm -hmm. that's just, you can't, you can't plan that. I mean, we started meeting in, you know, January and then all of a sudden a year later we're walking through COVID. And so it's been pretty, pretty insane, but that they all just kind of said, yeah, I'm in and I'm honored that you would ask. And I think that that's, that's really the point of what, what I think is important to say today is that you have to invite. Yeah. When you walk out of those natural circles of college and high school, that you have to be willing to communicate your needs. The other piece of it for me was I thought that everybody else had plenty of friends. Hmm. I just had this assumption that everybody's got their people. Yeah. Like, okay, we're, we're in our 30s, we're in our 20s, whatever. Like, everybody's locked into their college friends and, like, they don't need more friends. And so, like, I just had this misconstrued idea that everyone had their people and that nobody's looking for more friendships. And what I found over the past couple of years is that nobody has too many friends hmm. and that we are living in a culture of extreme loneliness and extreme isolation. And when you take the initiative and when you put yourself out there and you say, Hey, I know this. I mean, I even said the message, like this might sound awkward, and I, I put in there like, and uh, yep, it's kind of like this, hey, check yes or no, want to want to go steady, you know, like that's kind of <laughs> yeah. what we talked about. Yeah. And 
and it just it just worked. It, I mean, vulnerability and just honesty. And I told them no pressure. Like, I don't want you to do this because of any position that I'm in or anything like that. Like, if you feel like this is something that would be valuable to you, I'd love for you to to lean in. And they and they all did. Hmm. What do you feel like the most valuable thing has like that has come out of that time with those people? I think consistency is really important. That's been it's been like a a weekly reset. So a place to come and be safe and be able to just share naturally what's happening. But really a place to I thought it was probably going to turn into like a Bible study accountability group. Hmm. And what it's turned into is just turned into life together. Hmm. And so for example, last fall or last winter, uh, we heat our house with wood. And so um, we had we live in Minnesota. And so it was gonna, 40 below zero. Yep. Um, and our our furnace wasn't keeping up. And yep. so like the, the stove that we were heating with wasn't keeping up. And so we had to go buy a new new boiler. And it was legitimately, I mean, people that are listening to this from places other than the Midwest, yep. you might think I'm joking, but it was literally 40 below zero with the wind chill yep. as we were installing this. And so I called them and I said, hey, my the pipes are freezing in my house. I just bought a new boiler. I wasn't planning on selling it until the spring, but we're going for it now. And all of them showed up. Hmm. Um, there was another guy whose his garage door broke and slammed and locked his wife's car inside hmm. and called us. And we all went over there, got our car out of there that evening. We went over there and installed a new garage door opener for him and just did that. And so it's been it's been more more than just like communication and friendship. It's been yeah. like a real life giving like we're yeah. all in this together, carry the burden together. Doing life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from the outside looking in, especially, knowing that you did those things, you sent those, te- those text messages to those people and watching you meet with them, there was a point, probably maybe six months after you started meeting with those guys, that you said to me, I think that you should form a group similar to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you were pushing me to do that. And I think I wasn't ready for that, you know? Yeah. But I also think that so much of the community that surrounds our family now is a result of you sending those messages. Mm. Yeah. And I just think that that's really interesting and such a cool thing that God used your vulnerability to just really surround our family. Yeah. I mean, community builds community, which builds community. Like, it's residual. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, you can't help but see it go away and like to see the ripple effects because that's absolutely true that there is there are relationships even amongst like the wives of the guys that are in my group that have came to fruition because of us gathering together and so I I just think that when you put yourself out there and you're willing to have the hard thing like it's not just a value for you like it does it does benefit the greater community and I think that our I think our church is stronger because of it. Mm-hmm. I think that our obviously our family's friends group is stronger because of it. Like our like our whole world is really stronger because of because of that moment. And like I had no idea. That's what like you yeah. know you'd like to say like oh yeah I had a great strategy <laughs> to like cre- like to strengthen our church and to like right. grow our family's community. But like I literally just needed I needed people in my corner. Yeah. And like it's just cool how God is faithful. Yeah. To say like in your in your moment where you were. You were faithful that you were unwilling to to bless it in a way that maybe you didn't think it could be. Yeah. And I think because you took those steps, now I've formed relationships with some of the other wives in that group that have been super fruitful to me, um, but wouldn't have come about, I think, if you hadn't, have, 
you know, started your group because it almost showed me that there are people who are trustworthy. There are people who are in our corner. There are people who um, are for us. And sometimes that's the hardest part of stepping out in and inviting people in is that vulnerability of knowing that this, you know, maybe isn't always, it's not always the right fit. It doesn't always fit perfectly the first time you try it. Yeah. And and there's been frustrations and I don't want to give this picture that it's been just rainbows and butterflies out of the gate. Like there's been, we've been, we've disagreed on stuff and like it's normal relationship stuff. Um, but over the overall idea is, is it's worth it. And so I just think this idea of inviting people in is not something that most people are talking about. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like, just like whoever you're around, just like deal with it. You know, like I I think of the song, like love the one you're with. It's kind of like this idea of whoever's around you, like, just let, like, it's okay. However strong or weak it is, like, it's just wherever you're at, like, that's okay. But I think that there is, there's more. And And I think think there's also a huge facade up in our culture today that says that people already have their people. Mm -hmm. People have people that they do their, that they do their life with. When I don't think that that's really reality. Yeah. It's not what I found to be true for sure. And so I think that as we, as we look at community, as we look at purpose, as we look at this idea of what does a full life look like, to realize that people don't have their people, hmm. um, and that if you're feeling lonely, like go ahead and take the bull by the horns and go and find them. Like yeah. they're out there. There are people that match your values. Um, get involved. Um, join, as Callie suggested, a bowling league or a chess club, <laughs> and get out there and meet your people. I mean, if you love chess, go do it. Get out there. I was in chess club. <laughs> In middle school, I will have you know, but I was never very good at it, and I only joined it because it was the only after-school curric- curricular activity offered at my private school. So just I thought so you were going to say because there's a cute boy there. That's what I was <laughs> well, so. I wouldn't be opposed. To, I probably wouldn't have been opposed to that at that age, but no, yeah. it's just because it, I just wanted to be around people. Yeah. No, so I think uh, all that to say, like, go out there and be bold. Um, the, the people that you're looking for exist. Uh, they don't all have a million friends. You're not the only one who doesn't have friends. Um, you're not the only one who's feeling lonely. You're not the only one who's feeling isolated. And I want you to be encouraged and say that it is possible if you're willing to put yourself out there. Um, there is, every time you put yourself out there, there's a greater potential to be hurt, but there's also an infinite greater possibility to be loved and to be known, to Mm -hmm. be seen and to belong. And it's, it's worth it. Like community is worth it. The life that I truly believe that we've been called to have is a life full of community and full of purpose. And our purpose has grown through our community. The things that we've been able to do, the places that God has led us has been a direct response um, of the community that we're surrounded with. And so um, that's really, really what we wanted to talk about today is just this idea of take the hard step and invite people in. Yeah. And then fight like crazy for it hmm. because there is going to be a million reasons why you shouldn't get together. A million reasons. Yep. Okay. We agree that we're going to get together every Tuesday, guys. And all of a sudden, well, hey, now there's this dart league and like, hey, my kids got soccer and like hmm. I can't meet for this season and blah, blah, blah. Like there's a million reasons. And so the way that we have always said it is I want, I want this group to be important and this friendship to be important enough that you're willing to say no to really good opportunities um, and to say yes to this and to make this a priority and we we've stepped up and done that and Mm. it's been so so valuable and we've had to figure it out and it's been a struggle at times but so so worth it and so just want to challenge you guys to invite people in Um, I truly believe that it'll be worth it yeah thanks for sharing your experiences with us I think that it was really valuable to hear 
um, just firsthand what it was like for you to take the vulnerable steps. Yeah. So if you guys, uh, if you have any more questions, if you have any more um, thoughts, anything you'd like to hear more about, you can email us at uh, podcast at apexgathering.com and we will make sure and address those and respond back to you and uh, figure out how we can help. Like, honestly, we want this to be a resource. And so if anything uh, you have heard today has been valuable, we'd encourage you to share that on social media. We'd be honored if you do that. And if you have any questions, just shoot us an email. We'd love to, uh, love to be in contact with you and see how we can help. So hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day. We'll see you on the next episode.